following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Honolulu Blue Friday on the Huge Show across Michigan, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Honolulu Blue is crafted in tribute to our home pro football team. The Honolulu Blue Premium Vodka Can Cocktail is full of pride and bursting with huge flavor of blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is perfect for tailgates and touchdowns this weekend. Look for it at your local pub, restaurant, or store. It is a Honolulu Blue Friday on the Huge Show Across Michigan, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is hour number three on a Honolulu Blue Friday. Lions getting set for the Broncos. Prime time on Saturday night. Remember, the game is on NFL Network, so the only Fox affiliate in Michigan showing the game will be, I think, Fox 2 in Detroit. So make plans accordingly. Uh, All across the state, all the brands, Steakhouse and Grills, they'll have the NFL Network in the game. You'll find the brands in Bay City, brands in Caledonia, brands at 44th and Division in Wyoming, brands in Holland, Johnny Brands in Granville, Johnny Brands on Leonard near 131, and Mike Brand Sr. has the brands in Cascade. 8.15 tomorrow night. Broncos, big game. Lions need to find that home mojo again. What was the... Even when I look back and I think about Atlanta, you think about... Carolina, I'm trying to think the home game where they were just money. Start to finish. Hmm. Yeah, you had had the miracle against the Bears. You had an awful second half against the Seahawks in that loss. Pathetic against the Packers on Thanksgiving Day. Tough defense. Great quarterback, Sean Payton. His system took a little... Time, they're fighting for the playoffs. Every team left on their schedule, them being the Lions, fighting for the playoffs. This is this is pressure time football. They haven't had any of that under Dan Campbell or Holmes or even with Goff. Dave Burkett follows the Lions in the NFL for the Detroit Free Press. He's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? What's up, Bill? How you been? Been good, buddy. Hope your family's doing well. Happy holidays. Uh, the up yeah, and, you too. The, the ups and downs for this Lions team. I know injuries have played a part in it. Uh, play calling maybe at times. Uh, golf, not a lot of time to throw. Underutilizing J-Mo. We can talk about the rush. Uh, you've been there with this team all year long, going back to the offseason. Uh, list in order what you think their problems are that they need to overcome, maybe beginning tomorrow night. Yeah, you know, first of all, I think they um... – you know, complete game was against the Raiders at home. That was good, but yeah, that so. really was the, the pinnacle of the season right now. You know, because since the bye, they've they've struggled, and and I, I think 
you know, I think a lot of their issues, um, offensively at least, like if that line is playing well and is healthy and everyone should be back on the field this week, um, you know, Frank Ragnar was trending up at least. You know, that I think that alleviates, you know, some of the, the concerns offensively because number one for me on that list is turnovers. You know, you're just you're not gonna win games when you turn the ball over three times or more like the Lions have, you know, three of the past four weeks. So that that's the biggest issue that I see. I think, you know, defensively they they have some some shortcomings in the secondary especially, um, and that would be number two. But you know, I, I think they've they've done look, the Bears last week you know, they didn't play very well the first couple series, but then they got things together. And then it was just that, like, two-minute sequence there where fourth down, jump off sides, get beat for a touchdown, you know, fumble the, the snap on the next series, and then you give up another, you know, touchdown run and the game's over. So I think they've, they've, they've done some good things defensively, but you can't always have these short fields and these things that you have to, that you have to overcome because you have a secondary that's, you know, that has some deficiencies. So those are the top two things for me. Pass rush, they, they certainly could use a little bit more. Um, I, I think that's kind of the, the, the top of the, the order, at least, when it comes to what the Lions need to fix in order to get right for the playoffs. I think the way they started the season by winning at Kansas City, expectations shot through the roof. And then even Dan Campbell and all those postgame speeches when the Lions were rolling to start the season was talking about this team could do something special this year. Injuries they can't control. Ben Johnson's play calling that fourth down stretch run was horrible. He's been up and down like the team. I agree with you. I thought in that second quarter they got it together and they'd win that game by uh, double digits. Just so tough to figure out what to expect tomorrow night when the Broncos are inside Ford Field. Yeah, and, and you know, the you know, Dan Campbell and Sean Payton know each other so well that that's sort of a, an extenuating circumstance here that teacher, student, you know, uh, what does that mean? How how geared up are both these guys to sort of beat, you know, one of their really good friends and other people on, on both teams that sort of, you know, have known these guys for a while. Look, I, I don't think the sky is falling when it comes to the Lions like, like some people do. I, I think they're still... And maybe, you know, I never thought they were better than the 49ers, and certainly they had a shot based on the schedule and, you know, the way they were playing to maybe be a one or two seed, and that looks like it's out the window now. But, you know, I, I always thought that if they ran into the 49ers in the playoffs, it was going to be tough. And if they had to play the Eagles on the road, they're probably not winning that game. And, you know, the Cowboys had a really good defense. So the Lions really are about what I thought they were. And I still think they're going to win a couple games here down the stretch. And, look, if they don't turn the ball over, they're a better team than the Broncos. The Broncos have really thrived off turnovers here during their win streak, uh, much like the Lions did last year when they started to get hot late in the season. If they win a couple of games and they end up 11-6 and six and they win the NFC North and they get the first-ever home playoff game in Ford Field, I think that would be where most thought they would be all, all last, or all offseason this past yep. year. No, you're right. And ultimately I think this season is going to come down, but there's, there's, you know, there are 99% chance. They have a 99% chance to make the playoffs right now. So to me, I think people are going to walk away from this season. They're either going to feel good about it, really good about it. If the lions, you know, win that first playoff game, win the second game, whatever it is, they'll, they'll walk away feeling like, ah, you know, they, they were about what we thought. If, if they win that first playoff game and then lose on the road wherever they have to go. And if they lose that first playoff game, they're going to say, ah, it's a disappointment. So, you know, I don't even, whatever happens here down the stretch, I think, I don't want to say it's irrelevant, but I think ultimately the way people will feel about this team after the season is going to be based on what happens in the, in the playoffs. 
What are they missing that has been exposed? Maybe as we talk about these ups and downs and Dave Burkett, Detroit Free Press, Lions beat writer, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Where have they been exposed by fellow coaching staffs? Yeah, I think, you know, um, the recipe to beat the Lions, at least from what I've seen from what opponents have tried to do here the, the second half of the season, is get after Goff, get him off the spot. You know, the, the Bears, Montez Sweat, they, they had a little bit of success in both games doing that, right? And if you can get after that offensive line, get after Goff, he's not mobile enough to, to create a lot of plays on his own. Um, take Amon Ross St. Brown away because this offense, they've got some good other playmakers, but Amon Ross St. Brown is such a huge part of this offense. If, if you can limit what he does, then you're in good shape. And then throw it against this defense. They'll look, I mean, you know, uh, the best quarterbacks on their schedule. Save Patrick Mahomes and, and you know, they, the Chiefs, they didn't have Travis Kelsey and they dropped like six passes that game. So maybe things are different if, if that, you know, those two things go the other way. But the best quarterbacks on the schedule, they've lost to Lamar Jackson, you know, Geno Smith, uh, Justin Herbert, they didn't lose to, but, you know, he put up, you know, 350 yards passing and they couldn't stop him. So defensively, they just, they can't stop the pass. And what I think they really miss is a playmaker on that side of the ball. Aiden Hutchinson, good player. You know, he's done some good things. He gets a lot of extra attention, but they don't really have a second absolute playmaker that defensive circle or opposing offensive circle and say, you have to get after this player, stop this player on the Lions defense. Speaking of Lions defense, uh, CJ uh, getting cleared to play. Is that returning tomorrow, returning next week, two weeks, playoffs? Uh, what's the latest from Allen Park on the return of CJ? Yeah, it won't be tomorrow. You know, he'll be back at practice next week. You know, I, I guess there's a shot he could play um, against the Vikings next week. I think the Lions would probably take things a little cautiously with him uh, just to make sure, you know, make sure he hasn't played in three months. So make sure that everything's healthy and he's got his, his legs under him. We saw what they did with Drew Servan. We saw what they're doing with Tyson Alulu. You know, just making sure those guys are in good football shape before they get out, out on the field. Um, and I think they'll do the same with, with CJ, not rush it, because, again, it's most important that he's back for the, the postseason. And he will have an impact, though, when, when he gets back, because, you know, that's one thing they've missed in the back end. We've seen of late, especially some of the changing personnel that they've had in the secondary at that safety spot. CJ Gardner Johnson was. I think he led the team in tackles at the time of his injury, uh, had a couple pass breakups. He's a really good player, and he can be a really valuable addition down the stretch. I think they got to send Branch more on blitzes. they got to be aggressive. Sitting back and playing straight up D, they're not good enough. And I also believe on offense, yes, when the line's healthy, they can pound the ball, but uh, they need to get J-Mo involved more. And to hear him say that after the fact, that's real coach speak that I can't stand. Uh, you saw the speed of J-Mo on that end around, how they didn't game plan him against the Bears just to force the defense to honor him where they can't tee off on golf. There, there are some basic things that should have been implemented starting with that Chicago game last week that the coaches didn't do that are head scratchers. Well, look, I, you know, I'm not um, – I know a lot of people are begging for more Jamison Williams. I, you know, I think he still needs to prove himself before, you know, we go down that road. I mean, that ball last week, he turns the wrong way on it. So, you know, I think there's – you're right. He's, he can be an explosive weapon for this offense. He's something that – he's a very unique talent, but he's still very much a work in progress. And I don't know that trying to force-feed him the ball is – 
is what this offense needs to do. I think they have enough at the running back position. I'm on Ross St. Brown. You know, Laporta's having a good year that, um, you know, the best course of action with Jameson Williams is in small doses right now and, and trying to hit some big plays with them. And, you know, maybe that comes in time. But, um, you know, ultimately to me, it, it sounds simple. Like, the offensive line is healthy and they protect and they give golf time. I think this Lions offense can be really good. Uh, and when they don't do that, you know, when when golf has to, when the pass rush gets after him and he has to get off his spot, that's when they run into a little bit of trouble. Yeah, my I'm not saying J-Mo force feeding it, uh, David, but, you know, keeping defense is honest with them. And, uh, you know, it's on the tape for the New Orleans game. Just show it once in a while just to maybe give golf that extra second to see if St. Brown can get open. Because to me, it looks like teams have said, okay, you know, and Laporte has made some unbelievable catches, and I give golf credit there. He's thrown some missiles uh, where it looked like Laporta was covered. But, you know, it's kind of like you, you take away St. Brown and you say, okay, we'll let him throw to the tight end. That's who's going to beat us catching the ball, right? Yeah, I mean, that's part of it, right? I mean, this has been a philosophy of a lot of teams is that, look, if you take that big play away or, you know, we make you have 10, 12 play drives, well, you're going to, you know, kick yourself in the foot at some point. And, and the Lions did that last week. with, the, And they've done it really for a few weeks with, with the turnovers. But last week you throw in, you know, some of the penalties. And so, you know, it really is you need some big plays. And St. Brown has been – you know, such a key for them when it comes to moving chains. And Laporta, Laporta too, you know, maybe to a little lesser extent, but, you know, certainly those are golf's two favorite targets. You know, to your point, if Jamison can break a big play, if Jameer Gibbs can break a big play, I mean, those are the, the drives that the Lions, you know, capitalize on. And so they, they do need more of that. But, you know, their bread and butter right now is still Amon Ross St. Brown and that run game and that run game setting up the play-action pass. And those are the things they need to get right. Well, speak of getting right, getting healthy uh, and getting everyone right there, where are they going into tomorrow's game in terms of injuries? Yeah, they're in they're in pretty good shape. I mean, the, you know, Ragnow is really the only question. Taylor Decker was listed as questionable, but Ragnow's the the you know concern. He had a little uh, indicated he had a little knee procedure, you know, after the um, Saints game uh, that caused him to miss that Bears game. And the Lions want to make sure he's he's right and he's healthy for the stretch run, sort of like uh, C.J. Gardner Johnson. So if he's there um, or if he's able to go, then the Lions should have really their their full complement of players on both sides of the ball. David, good to hear your voice again. Enjoy that Broncos game tomorrow night at Ford Field. Sounds good, Bill. We'll talk again. All right, there's Dave Burkett, Detroit Free Press Lions beat writer, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. In a moment, Mike O'Hare, DetroitLions.com, will join us. Get his thoughts on the game tomorrow. You can follow everything Detroit Lions 24-7 at DetroitLions.com. We also... Throughout our Honolulu Blue, huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. If Harbaugh is offered the Chargers job, do you think he'll take it? You can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, and also opt in on that HUGE text chain. You can text the word HUGE to 21000. That's the word HUGE on a 21000. Michael O'Hare, DetroitLions.com. Senior columnist, insider when it comes to Lions in the NFL. He's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, Michael? Doing good, Huge. How about you? Doing good. Uh, it, this feels like it's been three seasons and one for the Lions. 
Yeah, it really has. And, and, and the one of the game that they're facing tomorrow night to me is it's 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 a game that could really change things either way. You know, I just think there's an awful lot a lot at stake in both ways. There's a lot to a lot to gain by winning. There's a lot to lose by losing, and that's that's really what makes it a special game in my mind. Uh, the struggles uh, for the Lions begin and end where on your list? Uh, defensively, and then probably more in the uh, more in the secondary than anything else. I mean, you have to give them credit. They've signed a, you know, a couple of guys to free agency and, and got two snaps out of one because injuries and part of the game and a half on the other one. So, you know, the best plans just didn't, they really didn't get a chance for it to work out fully and, and they've been paying the price ever since. However, you know, you know, it's rush and cover. That's the what you want to do in the National Football League these days. And they really haven't. Number one, they haven't rushed the passer enough to really take the heat off the secondary. Secondary hasn't gotten enough big plays to take the heat off the pass rush. So that's you know that's where they stand now. We've seen signs of it getting better. I thought it was a little bit better last week against Chicago. Uh, against the guy who's not easy to sack because you know gets the uh, fields, but because of his mobility, but it didn't. You know, obviously they didn't get a victory out of it. So we'll, we'll see what, where that stands uh, tomorrow night against the Denver Broncos. Michael Harry, DetroitLions.com columnist. When you look at this team right now, when the season's over, at some point in January, we'll say what about this year. Well, I don't. Th- I don't think a lot of people thought they were going to win nine games, and, they, and really, the way things are going, they might win eleven, they might win twelve, might win ten. I'm not sure, but but I think it's a better team than going in than people thought it would be and expected it to be. And really, that's in terms of in terms of the image that, it, that they made. I think some people think that the team hasn't. Uh, hasn't lived up to expectations. Well, whose expectations were they? You know, you didn't hear the Lions going out bragging about what they were going to do. It was you know, most of the media, the fans, and so on, which is fine. That's fair. That's that's fair. There's nothing wrong with that. But they set up a, maybe a, maybe a, a, st- a standard that the Detroit Lions, as the season went on, had a hard time meeting. Mike O'Hara, a prediction on the game tomorrow. Did you guys drop them at DetroitLions.com? Uh, yes, I did, sir, and I like the Detroit Lions 24-14. I just think I think they've got a good young team. They've shown signs of really playing good ball. Not so great the last four games, but I think everything on the line, I think, or a lot on the line, I should say. I, I like them to prevail tomorrow. How many W's for the Lions in these final four games, beginning with the Broncos tomorrow night? I'll say three. I'm not exactly sure of that, but I'll say three. You know, maybe because I want them to three. You know, you know what I want, really? I want the Detroit Lions to play a home game in the playoffs. I want to see that, hear that, see and hear that team coming running out of the tunnel, the crowd roaring like we did back in 1993. You know, I was there for that. 1991, I was there for that. And it's it's electric, and there's just something about it. Look, we all cover a lot of games of the, the neutral teams, you know, it's neither one, it's not the Lions in any of them, and it's great and it's wonderful and all that, but it's completely different when it's your hometown team and that's what I want to see. I want to see the Lions come out of that shoot for a home playoff game. That's what I want to see. Barring a total collapse in these final four games, they it's almost impossible if they went two and two to not... Uh, to not be that three seed and have the home playoff game because the Buccaneers are sitting 
at six and seven. So that's looking pretty good. It would just depend who would be that team coming into Detroit. Yeah, I think eleven. I said this earlier in the week. I know expectations were sky high early in the year, and rightfully so. But if they're eleven and six and get two more wins, and they get that home playoff game, uh, it's a heck of a start. They're young, and they should be even better next year. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. They may not win as many games or more games next year, but it'll be a more solid team because they'll have, you know, another year behind them of playing really good ball, you know, in really important games. You know, the it was something that they wanted. You know, they wanted games that mean something. Well, there it is. You're looking right at it right now, guys. Michael, uh, enjoy the game tomorrow. It's always good to hear you on the huge show across Michigan. Thanks for having me. I always like being on. All right, Michael Harrod, checking in, senior columnist, DetroitLions.com. You can follow everything Lions 24-7 there. Marcus Thomas, senior, everything king from YouTube and also part of Lions Nation Unite. Uh, he'll join us in our next segment. His thoughts on the Broncos and the Lions tomorrow night. We'll have full statewide coverage and huge opinions Monday at 3. Also, hoops is happening this weekend. you got Michigan State, Baylor down in Detroit. A lot of college action, NBA action. Can the Pistons finally get another W? Hmm. I don't know. Can you imagine if they went 2-80? and <laughs> Well, what, what's happened now is the story is that losing streak. That was the last thing that franchise needed. But... There are a lot of great stories in the NBA and great teams to follow and get in on the action. Same thing with college basketball. So what you need to do, there's a huge offer from the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And new customers then can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting 5 bucks on any basketball game. Win or lose. Uh, you will get your 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on basketball. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that code HUGE when you sign up. And like I mentioned, new customers can get 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on basketball. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you sign up with code HUGE. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. Must be 21 or older, physically present in Michigan, eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. To the callers online, stick around. Michigan will hear you next. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. One, two, three, top flight! DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and be sure to use the promo code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, H-U-G-E, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. The Detroit Lions are going to try to bounce back after a very disappointing loss on the road against the Chicago Bears. The Lions sit at 9-4 and four and are on a short week this week as the NFL flex this week's game to tomorrow evening when they'll host the Denver Broncos. Last week, for the first time in NFL history, a team has a rookie running back and tight end to each produce 700-plus scrimmage yards in a single season with Jameer Gibbs and Sam Laporta. But with a month left in the season, two games at home, two on the road, 
three of four in conference and two of those in the division. The Lions desperately need all hands on deck and they need to walk out of Ford Field victorious tomorrow night at 8.15 against the Denver Broncos on NFL Network or it's going to be very difficult to find those Honolulu blue and silver linings. Here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail, vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft distillery it's as easy as one three wait that's not how it goes it's one two three like this the michigan association of chiefs of police wants you to remember always wear your seatbelt. make it part of your routine just like that got it Seatbelts save lives and using them is as easy as as one, two, three. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Get your groove on. Everybody get up. Friday, December 15th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Robin Thick. Same show, same night. Montel Jordan. Tickets start at $53. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Party hard. Slide into smooth. Robin Thicke and Montel Jordan. Friday, December 15th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer on the eve of the Broncos and the Lions tomorrow night in downtown Detroit. Again, that game will be on NFL Network, not the Fox or CBS usual coverage. The Fox station in Detroit, the only local station that will be able to carry the game. All the brands, Steakhouse and Grills will have the Lions and the Broncos on the NFL Network. You'll find the brands in Bay City, brands in Caledonia, brands in Cascade, brands in Holland, brands in Wyoming at 44th and South Division, Johnny Brands in Granville, and also Johnny Brands on Leonard in downtown GR. For the one close to where you'll be tomorrow night, go to brands.com. Let's go talk about that game. Marcus Thomas, Sr., part of Lions Nation Unite. Everything Kang on YouTube. He is standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Good. Uh, trying to figure out, you know, these last four games, a lot of roller coaster rides uh, with the Lions. They are 9-4. and four. They do have four teams left on the schedule. Playoff implications on both sides of the field. Dan Campbell, Goff, and the Lions haven't played a lot of pressure games ever in the first 
three years in Detroit. So I'm curious what will happen tomorrow night. Well, they've shown that they've been pretty resilient after uh, taking a loss. But uh, this is a whole different situation. Uh, we already know that Sean Payton's going to try to do everything he can to win this this football game. He has a, a team that's trying to fight and claw their, themselves into that playoff position. So uh, with us in that 9-4, and four, we can't get uh, too comfortable. You know, like it, it's the performances on both sides of the ball have to get cleaned up. The penalties have been bad lately. Uh, the decision making when it comes to both of the coordinators, they got to clean something up. And at the same time, I'm glad that we do get a few alignment back with, uh, you know, Ragnall doing a full practice himself, and we have a, a Taylor Decker available. So um, hopefully we can clean things up for Jared Goff because he's been struggling a lot. You know, if you want to rattle Jared Goff, all you have to do is put a little bit of pressure on him, touch him a few times, man, and. You know, he starts to unravel a little bit. So uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to watch tomorrow night and see if the Lions can clean up those things and grow up a little bit. Uh, they'll be favored or in three of the remaining four outside of that road game uh, at Dallas. How do you think they're going to finish here? Final four games, they post how many wins? Um, I, I actually am a little optimistic. I have them for three wins. I have them for a win tomorrow night, and I have them uh, against the Vikings twice simply because of the limbo that's going on at quarterback over there. And uh, that last game, I actually watched that game versus the Raiders. Uh, those guys do not look enthused over there whatsoever. So it's, it's, I have them for three wins and one loss right now. Three quarters of the way through the season, uh, who is your Lions MVP? Uh, my Lions MVP so far would have to probably be Sam Laporta. Um, he's been pretty consistent um, as far as, you know, catching the ball, being available, making big plays. Uh, and to do that as a rookie and have the numbers that he has to, to line up with some of the top tight ends in this league is very impressive. Um, of course, the easy answer would be uh, someone like Amara St. Brown, but I'm going to give uh, Sam Laporte a little bit of, of flowers here. On the flip side, and by the way, uh, Marcus Thomas Sr., Everything King on YouTube. Marcus, also part of Lions Nation Unite with Herman Moore joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. The flip side away from who's the MVP, uh, who hasn't met the expectations you expected to start the season from the Lions roster? Um, I'm just going to say I kind of don't want to just put it on one person, but I'm just going to say up and down the D-line. D-line has been very disappointing this season. Um, I know we don't have a, a star on that defensive line, but, you know, at times it's just non-existent, and it's causing so many problems on the back end. We got a lynch mob out there uh, for Jerry Jacobs right now, but, you know, me, myself, being a person who played uh, football, I understand that the defensive line makes it better for everybody behind them. And, you know, we've also been missing a lot of starters on our defense, including Garner Johnson, Mosley, never got the opportunity to see him. So um, just the D-line has been my biggest disappointment. I agree. Uh, and because it's easy right now, really, to double hutch. And there's no one else who, you know, Comiskey disappeared. I, I don't know if it's a new line coach or uh, their setup from last year to this year is shocking how much worse it is. Yeah, absolutely. I, I also kind of got to give some of that. You know, I'm not as far as um, 
my thought on this this situation with Brad Holmes, I'm not the most popular. I'll say that when I give my opinion. But we've had several situations where we could have made some improvements or upgraded that defensive line, which would help everyone on the defense, including Aaron Glenn, because he, he pretty much has his hands tied behind his back right now. Um, you know, you can give him about 50% of the the blame, but at the same time, you can't really make too many adjustments when you don't have the players available for it. We have to have some type of star power on the defensive side of the ball, and we have to get help for Hutch. There was a play I seen with Hutch where he got chip blocked by the tight end, then the O-lineman came, and then the running back came. So they sent three guys at Hutch, and that's simply because they don't have to worry about anything on the other side. That's got to be fixed, and it's up to Brad Holmes to make that adjustment for now. You know, the, when I looked at Sweat just teeing off uh, in the Lions' backfield, and I'm thinking that uh, Sweat could have the opportunity to play for a playoff team rather than go to Chicago and how the Lions didn't make a move there. I, I could see Chase Young and, you know, picking the Niners, at best team in the NFL, obviously. But, man, Sweat could have been there on the other side of Hutch. That would have been so big for that Lions D-line. So big. Yeah, absolutely. And they've also they've also shut the door on a lot of conversations, too. And it's not like, it's, you know, every player is not a star that's attempted to call Detroit. But some of these players definitely would have helped this team. Of course, the latest one being reported out there was Indomitian Sue. I know he's 36 and, you know, he hasn't played football, but they, he's been doing that purposefully for the last couple of seasons. And I honestly do that. I, I honestly do believe he has enough in the tank to help that D line out tremendously. But we shut the door on him once again. So it's, it's at the point to where I believe that Brad Holmes is saying, hey, this is not the season where we're going to shoot for the Super Bowl. We just want to get to the playoffs, uh, win our division, you know, and we'll go from there. We're going to keep the process going. But in the NFL, your window is not as big as you think it is. Uh, things, uh, teams change. They go from worst to first all the time. Um, and it can happen rather quickly. So just as quick as this window is open for the Lions, it could shut right in our face because Green Bay, the Bears, or the Vikings, they're not going to sit there and just let us uh, take our time. They're they're coming, and they're going to try to come fast. So I just was a little bit disappointed with that. Well said. Uh, Marcus Thomas Sr., Everything King on YouTube, also part of Lions Nation Unite uh, with Herman Moore, my man. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Always appreciate your time here on the Huge Show across Michigan. All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Marcus uh, Thomas Sr. Mm, I agree. Speaking of the Lions, how would you like to win Lomas Brown's tricked out golf cart courtesy of Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile in Rockford, just north of Grand Rapids, now Michigan's go to destination for Yamaha golf carts? And by the way, you can custom design your own golf cart, what you want on it for the golf course, for your neighborhood, for your workplace, your property, you name it, side-by-sides, golf carts. They got all of the big boy power toys at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile in Rockford. Simple and easy. Next summer at the huge golf event at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, one lucky huge show listener will win what Lomas Brown has at Lions Golf Cart, all tricked out. Simple and easy to enter for a shot at winning. Just text IMPACT 
to 21000. That's impact to 21000. And you'll be in the drawing. Spread the word. And also, if you're looking for your own custom golf cart or any of the big boy power toys, talk to Drew and his team at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of GR. And with the holidays, huge savings waiting for you uh, on a golf cart. Uh, you can design one. I, I don't know if you'll get it by uh, the holidays, but they do uh, work fast. Check it out. See what they have to offer. Follow Impact Power Sports, or you can see more uh, on Facebook or in person. 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of GR. They are now Michigan's go-to destination for Yamaha golf carts. Our moving Ferris Ford interviews coming up in the final segment. We're going to talk about virtual students and how AI is changing the game inside the classroom at Ferris State University in Big Rapids. We also have our Honolulu Blue huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. If Jim Harbaugh has offered that open San San Diego, L.A., Bill, get it straight. That open L.A. Chargers job, do you think he'll take it? You can join us on 866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan. Because they're a Michigan-based bank with Michigan-based decision makers. And remember, if you miss any huge opinion, interview, our full show, our podcast are free. And we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. We are back inside the leadership locker room here on The Huge Show across Michigan. We bring in Greg Harris from MaximizeLeadership.com. If you run a business, own a business, you want to start or grow a business, go to MaximizeLeadership.com because keynotes are a big thing with Greg. And you have another one that can help anybody listening right now when it comes to business. Bill, thanks for the intro. Yeah, so any organization that sells or brings a product or service to the market, uh, a training I have that's very fun is how do we get more at bats? I know it's a sports analogy. You and I met in Little League way back in the olden days. Southern versus Southwest Little League back oh, in the day. Back in the day, hold the trophy, baby. Oh, Southern Little League had all the rich kids. Southwest Little League, we barely had a meal a day. <laughs> Epic battles. But you had cleats with without uh, shoelaces, didn't no, you? No, we had cleats with only one cleat. We one, shared a cleat and taped them to everybody's shoes. <laughs> All right, more at-bats and better pitches. The sales uh, training is very fascinating. So it's uh, efficient with sales opportunities. We only have 24 hours. You only have so much time to search. And to, to find that efficiency in your sales opportunities is really big. Another thing we touch on at this uh, this keynote is be careful uh, about being a commodity. Everyone wants to compare. You have that, Bill, with your show. Oh, it's radio, it's radio. No, no, my show is different. So the, the key is to make sure that you're not a commodity. One other thing we touch on before we wrap up it's uh the uniqueness bolsters your brand your brand you know that it bolsters who you are yeah, i like the uniqueness yeah. bolsters your yeah. brand your brand you got it yeah i can't wait to deliver the keynotes they're so fun yeah and all those keynotes and more about greg harris maybe stopping in talking to your business or you sit down and have a conversation with greg go to maximizeleadership.com that's maximizeleadership.com imagine this a day filled with indulgence Bursting with excitement and 
memories to last a lifetime. The day that is unmistakably yours. At the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It's time for another Moving Ferris Forward interview each and every week on The Huge Show. Across Michigan, we talk about leadership at Ferris State with Dr. Pink and other great men and women who are helping move Ferris forward and today we want to introduce Dr. Casey Thompson who is doing amazing things in Big Rapids at Ferris State including virtual students being created by Dr. Thompson and her team. First off, welcome into Moving Ferris Forward. Well, thank you so much. Happy Friday to you. Yeah, back at you. Uh, Let's talk about this uh, AI and virtual students and its application on campus in Big Rapids at Ferris. Oh, it's so exciting. Uh, It's a really exciting time. Um, Even just last week, on December 1st, Ferris had its very first AI day, uh, led by Dr. Molly Cooper and the team. Um, Artificial intelligence is really uh, what Ferris has been specializing in uh, for many, many years. And I just don't think a lot of people know just how the expert level or the expertise level um, that really resides within the, the walls of Ferris State University. So we're just one of three universities that actually grant degrees in artificial intelligence. And we, we continue to just push those boundaries and continue to just push ways of artificial intelligence in and of itself uh, is boundless at this point. But from the university perspective, what can we do to add, you know, to the learning of this technology? So in the spring... We will be the first, again, uh, to enroll two uh, artificial intelligence students. Uh, They'll come in as freshmen. Uh, They actually have names, Anne and Fry. And uh, we just set to to learn as much as we possibly can from these two new students. Dr. Casey Thompson is connected to technology, AI, and also a program involving virtual students at Ferris State University joining us on another edition of Moving Ferris Forward. How is technology evolving where it can be applied to education, even beyond virtual students, but those on campus at Ferris State and across other locations connected to Ferris here in Michigan? Yes. So thank you for that question, because artificial intelligence, it feels as if every day there's something new that we're reading or learning about. But artificial intelligence can be used from everything from visual perception to speech recognition, decision making, translation. I mean, the opportunities to apply this technology are endless. And everything that I just listed to your question 
can be applied within higher education, K through 12, and even those just living, you know, in their everyday careers. Uh, the technology and, and the opportunities to apply it are just mind-boggling. If you want to find out more about technology connected to Ferris State University and how it's moving Ferris forward, go to ferris.edu. That is ferris.edu. And each and every week we talk to Dr. Bill Pink, the president at Ferris, and he introduces us to other leaders who are helping move Ferris forward like Dr. Casey Thompson. Dr. Thompson, thank you so much. Uh, Enjoy the holidays. Thank you so much. Enjoy the holidays back at you. All right, Dr. Casey Thompson, talking about virtual students, evolving technology. Uh, Ferris, uh, one of the few schools in the country uh, with degrees in AI. You can find out more about the technology, about the virtual students, about how Ferris is moving forward here across Michigan, including their main campus in Big Rapids. Go to ferris.edu. Big. Bad. Huge.